from Finland. Okay. Oh, okay. we're here. We're live. We're here. We're here. Okay. <laughs> no, no, keep going. Dave. Okay. So, so, we can keep going. so as I was mentioning to Tim off the air, since we are live, ladies and gentlemen, I actually had the opportunity. I've been interviewing more metal bands on my show. I've expanded into doing metal music. And my first guest this month was uh, Amos. They are a, a, a metal band based out of Finland. They were incredible guests. Their album's amazing. Like, Hour of the Wolf was a, I got, yeah, that's a hard life, ladies and gentlemen. I had to listen to Hour of the Wolf before I went on the air. Done! Yeah. Finland was- makes some good metal. I mean, like, Amorphous, you ever heard of them? They're yes, they're sweet. Yeah. I, I'm more of a Nightwish guy. Like, I'm, I love okay, I, mean, I like I like all sorts of metal. I like, yeah, I like yeah. Nightwish. I like the European, I'm a European power metal guy at heart. Yeah. I like other metal, but I love European power metal because it's very, um, musically dance stuff because they oh, yeah. do a lot of, there's a lot of classical underpinnings in european power metal ironically mm. enough it's like they if it's the it's it's the metal for nerds like yeah. it really is um, i don't know but- <laughs> progressive metal have you ever i mean i mean i like some progressive metal I'm right up there to the progressive death metal level like opeth love opeth 50 50 with me they're when they're on okay. they're really on but when they're off, like they they have hits and messes. I I, I that's a good point. I, I a couple of their albums are like actually it's kind of funny because the first time I started listening to Opeth in college, so it was Watershed was my first Opeth album. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I got into all their old stuff. But then with the first new one they came out with, with was Heritage. After that, and I didn't like Heritage at all. Yeah, it's like the it's the low point for me. But anyway. Yeah. So so hi guys, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Yeah, this is your show. We've hijacked here. <laughs> Metalheads. That's what United. we get for inviting podcasters on the show. So let's let's pause for a second. Say hi to everyone in the audience. Welcome back. This is Spilling Ink. We are the show that takes behind the book to meet the authors and professionals in the publishing industry. And these are familiar faces. If you guys have watched your show for any length of time, you know both of these. We've got Joshua Pantelaresco of Just Joshing and Tim Niederreiter of Alive After Reading. They are some of our good friends who do a lot of podcasting on multiple subjects, but specifically, we always talk about our indie publishing friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are we doing today, guys? We're talking metal. It's already a good day. I mean, I, <laughs> it's only negative 10 out here. Oof. Oh, that's too cold. No, 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 no. I, I was minus 30 earlier this week, and then now it's like four degrees Celsius. Okay, it's not a contest, Josh. I win! <laughs> I guess I yeah, you do, because it's six degrees here. No, no. It's been getting warmer today. I actually bet it's not even minus 10 out right now. That's, that's about how, how cold it was this morning, standing out. That's stupid. Yeah. Uh. So I, I guess I shouldn't complain that it's... uh. Roughly 50 degrees out right now. That yeah. sounds delightful. No, no. no. Right, 63. 63. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, that's I would, perfect be, in a, weather, I would be in a tank top and shorts but, in that I, weather. I, I will put, in, 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 your def, in your defense, Katie, you live like I, I realize, like this is just from my Arizona experience, right? When, when winter in Arizona came and it got to 75 degrees, I actually felt cold. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, how is this possible? And then you realize your blood thins in really, really hot temperatures. Right. Yeah, well, mm. yeah. This feels yeah. like freezing to me. I know it doesn't sound like it's that bad. No, no, no. But when you're so used, when when you're when you're so used to really hot weather, when it gets, it's not like you. It's weird because you don't actually feel cold exactly, but you're chilled, and it's just like, what the heck? Like, how did that happen? Whereas, right, right, like earlier yeah, this week. Sorry. Yeah, when we were down in South Carolina. I was outside without coats and everybody, you know, all the mm. South Carol- Carolinians or however you say that, we're all bundled up in hats and gloves and we're walking like, yeah. I think, I think Jane oh, got, got she's just froze. Unfortunate, she froze. Unfortunate screen to be frozen on. Man. Just talking about the, the, the coldness froze the screen. Oh, yeah, no. so I, I think that is like, I, like ironically, like the universe's gag on Jane. Sorry, Jane. But yeah. Well, while we wait for her to come back here <laughs> to be unfrozen, as it were. Um, what uh, what do we want to talk about today, guys? Because you guys are very prolific podcasters and writers. So I mean, you know, sky's the limit on where we want to go with this episode. Well, we we mentioned we mentioned off the air platforms and how you have to build them in different ways. I actually it was funny. I just I was doing a uh, hey, welcome back. <laughs> So, 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 real quick, Jane, you when you said frozen, you froze. I thought like the universe had a sense of humor on that. Got him. <laughs> yeah. 
Right? Yes, no, our internet kind of crapped out on yeah, it happens. All of us. It does. Like it you happens. all, you all became black wheels. That sounds kind of esoteric when you say it like that. Like some kind of symbol. So I'll I'll be honest. Like today, like one of my clients, it was I'm not gonna name names. I was one of my clients was late for a payment, and I asked for like some freelance gigs. I got them. And I mentioned this earlier, and the thing is, it's really cool. I'm honestly eternally grateful to everybody that reached out and helped me out. Eternally grateful for that. But the thing is, the reason why I was able to get so much help so quickly is because everybody knows who I am. Mm. Right? That's how it works, right? And knows what you bring to the table. Exactly. And the reason people know that is because I do a show five days a week on Twitch, I released an audio right now. It's still at four times. I'm not, not quite where I was pre-Christmas in terms of my backlog, but I'm almost there. And when it does, it goes, to, it'll go to five. I'm constantly turning out content on my platform, talking to authors and other creators. Like, so we were talking metal earlier. I'm interviewing metal bands. Now I'm interviewing, I interview all over the spectrum. Now it's, I, I can't really say I'm a writing show anymore. I still interview a lot of writers. Don't get me wrong, but I interview, honestly, I just interview creatives period that's what i do right so p everybody gets a sense of who i am and what i bring to the table sure so it it so and that's the thing like any platform like one of the biggest um and one of the clients i'm working with today we were talking marketing stuff off like what the thing is you have to have an understanding as whether you're an indie author create whatever kind of creation you're doing what are your goals and the thing about that is right so the goal is like my goal is to be available for everybody like i help people tell their story that is basically if you want to get get to like my brand i tell stories and i let people tell theirs that's what i do doesn't matter what it is i can do videos i do audio i do voice like whatever right that's what i do so what happens is right i get known i've been building this platform for a long time i'm certainly my audience is, is solid it's not the biggest audience but it's not small anymore either so now it's like i get to go out there i get to i get to voice my opinion i get to to go hey i need help and people like okay i'm a fan of this guy how can i help this guy and that's the thing i've built the platform that people know who i am so when i do want to ask for help i get it it's an amazing thing i'm not again and this did not happen overnight but it happened and when it did here I am. So All right. everybody so out there to help me. Thank you. Platform yeah. is is the number one most important thing for you. Right? Yeah, and okay. actually I think I think what I bring to that is well, to this discussion about platform though is that I'm much earlier in the development of my platform. I think than Josh is maybe not much earlier, but I'm definitely earlier and I'm less successful so far as far as that goes, as far as developing. Are the you earlier? When did you start your podcast? Oh, it was like five years ago. He's a little behind me. I'm at seven. You're seven. So just well, I mean, to be fair, I had a podcast before for two years before I started this podcast, before I started a live after reading. So we're about the same there. But I didn't my other podcast wasn't about anything in, that most people are interested in at the time. Though I think it would be more successful now because it was about RPGs and RPGs really blew up more recently. So I wouldn't necessarily say earlier though. I would say for as we said before we started the show, you're more focused on the content creation than the yes. platform itself. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I mean, I don't, I don't do as much to maintain my platform. Maybe is what I'm doing, or to, to, to actively court people to add to my, you know, list of contacts or whatever. Uh, but I do. I mean, I do, I do really enjoy my show. But I do, I do it mostly for fun. I consider the, the show mostly something I do because I like to talk to people, and uh, it's, it's the writing and now the serialization, serialization of my. Jeez, uh, how do I can't even point at it, but serialization of my. <laughs> Uh, fiction that is the part that's really building me up right now uh and because i'm i mean for for people in the united states i'm on kindle vela so that's almost where all my stories are i probably should expand to some other sites because i'm allowed to i mean why not i'm just lazy is all <laughs> i say i'm lazy but i, I published 18 yeah, kindle vela you can't stories say you're lazy with all the work you put out yeah there's only so much focus you have during the day to get stuff done and, and that's true you'll burn out if you and I, i've been doing i did this week it was like multiple 10 hour days okay of ju- just mm-hmm. to, to get 18 chapters published this week and i still Oof. i'm still behind the actual goal which was 20 uh but, but, and i had to work today which is i normally wasn't planning to work on the weekend 
Mm -hmm. So here's here's the question, because you guys both bring up two very important things. Content is very important. Platform is very important. But which one is is the most important in terms of gaining that notoriety? Is it Mm. the amount you're putting out or the focus of what you're putting out? Uh, I would say focus. I actually would say honestly, it's focus. It's it's. This is gonna sound. This is gonna sound very, very. When you hear me out, okay. It's not about your content as much as you think it is. And don't get me wrong, your content has to be good, right? Um, Content has to be good. But the thing about it is, literally, you could do a newsletter about your favorite football team. I'm not saying anybody here's a football fan, but right, it's not about. It's about connection. That's what it's about. Like it's about connecting to your audience. Who is, what audience serves you best? And that's a question all authors need to ask themselves, right? Because that's the thing. Now, I made this this thing, and this is a decision on my part, that I would be a place where authors can come talk about whatever the heck they want, right? Whatever the heck they want, but also plug their stuff, plug their stories, but also establish a connection to my audience. Because that's super important right that's super super important for for people we have to establish a connection but there's a lot of different ways of doing that i do it because i have like i said i'm an obnoxiously big mouse and i'm good at that but with (laughs) with but with but with tim tim's doing it another way he is serializing the story he's getting people to invest in his worlds and through Mm -hmm. that investment he's establishing a different kind of connection that is that is still as valid as anything else but right now, we're both prolific at what we do. There's no question about that. Yeah, There's but, a, we kind of inverted. Sorry, just to interrupt you. No, go ahead. We Come invert. On. We invert the the focus a little bit. Yeah, because you're focused on the at least you know in the in the in the products anyway. You're focused on the podcasts and the you know more multimedia stuff, and I'm focused more on fiction. But we but we do we both do both. That's all. I was yeah. going to say. Yeah, but like that's that's the thing, right? I'm like so for me my fiction is like a passive thing, but the podcast is where my, like, again, it's just how it worked out for me is the podcast is growing and still is growing. So it's where I've seen success. So therefore I'm focusing on building it up more. So I broke a hundred followers on Twitch. That might not seem like a lot, but that actually is pretty impressive. Right. So, right. And I'm, I'm growing and I'm still growing there. I constantly put out stuff here. There are, uh, there are days in the week I get a hundred, 200 downloads a day. Right. Not so. I mean, I've been building this for a long time. I've had weeks. I've had one 1000 download week. That's awesome. I did it once. I went and tried to do it again. And when I get to that point, when I get to, I have a, I'll have a, I'll have a great platform, not just for myself, but for any author. And again, this is the equivalent of my newsletter, right? This is the equivalent of me doing a newsletter. I'm constantly putting out content to put push people, podcasts, products, but I'm also talking to my audience. So ergo, I'm establishing a connection. People that know me know who I am based on that. Same with Tim. Tim, though, again, right? Tim, again, it's a a focus on, like, at some point, I'd love to do a serialized fiction story. And when that day comes, I'm going to go to Tim. Hey, buddy, can can you give me some pointers? Mr. Mr. I'm a machine over here. But that that all said, right, it's we both have created places for ourselves to do things. And people will come and have expectations for both of us. As a result, Tim is building his fan base because everybody's wanting to see what he does next. What's the next thing in your story? What's the next thing? And I'm doing it, it's like, who's his next guest? What obnoxious thing is he gonna talk about next? Right? Either way, we are both connecting to an audience. And that is more that is the important thing. Your content, um, your contact. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, exactly. That's the thing. And it doesn't matter what you choose. Honestly, the question is, what serves you? See, now there's the question, because, for example, putting out content on a a regular basis. Um, I did an experiment last year where I was doing uh, kind of serialized readings every week. I was reading from a different chapter from my book. I did two books before I decided this isn't working. So I had a regular schedule. I had regular content I was putting out. 
with the attempt to engage with the audience, but it wasn't connecting. So if you're putting out content, but you're not hitting that connecting point with the audience, if the audience isn't reacting, you have to go, okay, this isn't working. Let's refocus. Mm -hmm. At what point do you figure that out though? Because you're, you're, you know, passionate, obviously about putting something out and about building this content, taking the time to put it out there. Okay. So I'm, I think it I'm, depends on the you, content, to be honest, but go on, Josh. I had a question for Katie. Did okay, you, sure. Did, did, did you want, was reading what you really wanted to do? I'm, I'm asking this like as a, I, I, I want, I want, I want you to be honest about that. It, it, did you really feel you were into that? Yes, to an extent that it, it's a symptom of other ways I wanted my books to reach people. Okay. I figured reading was a easy stepping stone for people who don't have eBooks or who mm -hmm. maybe don't have the money to purchase a book. If I can read and do a, you know, a, a, a weekly connection with my, my audience this way, it would give them a chance to experience the book without having to purchase it, maybe get to know me to, it was a kind of a brand creation sort of thing, but it, it didn't ultimately work in the end. No, I, I get you. I get you. I see. It was weird for me because I, when I first did the podcast, it was purely out of like, just, I wanted just to see where it would go. I kind of accidentally started it. That's another story for another day. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in another, in another episode. Um, I actually been reading about newsletters a little bit. I, I actually had, I've seen some very interesting thoughts and ideas about them that I do want to try down the road, but here's the, here's the thing, right? There comes a point where it's just like, are you into it? Like I actually, there's somebody that's, do, that's doing a podcast that where I, I'm a big fan of, but she's not really into it. So she, we're mm. wrapping it up where she's wrapping it. I, I actually encouraged her to wrap it up because she doesn't, it doesn't serve her. So the, the, it goes two ways. Sometimes something is not going to connect sometimes. And that's just the way it is. You can do everything right. And it can, doesn't connect my podcast. I wasn't sure was connecting. So I, I was approaching episode 150, just to give an idea. I'd done this for 150 episodes. And I was about to quit. I'm going to be very honest. I was thinking about walking away because I wasn't sure who the hell was listening to my show. Then one day I get a, I get a, uh, <laughs> I get a, uh, an email from somebody who goes, dear Aurora award finalist. Whoa. Somebody's read Somebody's listened to my shit. Right. And I, it just, it just, it was just at the right times. Like I need some kind of sign. I'm doing the right thing. And I got it like, right bang right or right when i actually need it it's like one of those things where i ask the universe and it gives note to self ask the universe more often you'll get stuff but um but the thing is i think i think not everything you do is going to work like just to be perfectly blind like not everything you're going to do is going to work i think what everybody's going to kind of work at is okay it doesn't work is it something i, I again personal is this something you just feel like you just don't want to do and then and like subconsciously it's like that's a big thing the other thing is um, okay, if that doesn't work, how else can I express myself or try to connect to an audience intimately and directly, right? There's lots of other ways of doing it, but it's like you give yourself a trial run. Like you tried it for what, a, two books? And you said, nope. Okay, give yourself a fair time. It didn't work. So now you try something else. And those, uh, those episodes are still up there too. I, I yeah. never took them down because they are content. Right. If somebody happens to find them, better they find them late than, than never. Oh, yeah. So I mean, tail content, down, long tail content right now. Ultimately, yeah. the experiment of reading every week, I think I had a, a every Sunday midday read that I was doing just didn't yeah. work the way I wanted it to. And and despite, you know, really putting forth an effort, I had to walk away from that because it was taking time away from other things and mm -hmm. it wasn't giving the results that I was hoping for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I'm never really contemplating quitting the podcasting because I, even though, I mean, obviously my podcast is smaller than Josh's right now. I don't do the podcast strictly because, I mean, I did it. I started out because I'm just like, I'm isolated. I live in a small, in a town of 10,000 people. And I frankly don't know anybody here anyway. So I want to talk to, uh, you know, I want to talk to people who are like me. I want to talk to other writers and stuff. And that was one where, I mean, I was just, at first, you know, at the time I'd been doing a podcast with my friend from college and... Then we decided this. Then and then and we, I did both podcasts for a while. There. I was doing both, but um, but then Mickey from Creative Edge approached me and asked me if I wanted. If he, he apparently he'd been listening to my show, which I don't quite understand how that happens. 
but he ends up uh <laughs> i don't who can fathom the mind of a publicist but anyway he he has suggested i start a show where i interviewed authors and i did and it's been a lot of fun and i mean it's it, can, it keeps connecting with me with people and that's really helpful people like all like you guys honestly I mean, pretty much everybody here i met because of that uh in some way or other so and uh but as far as as far as the the passion thing it really does matter i mean like i if i if i'm not if i'm not confident in a work that i'm producing whether it's a podcast or a book i, I i'm gonna be awful at promoting it at the very least and if and if i'm not confident in it usually there's a good reason why so if i it, you know i trust myself now at this point so if like if i don't like something and i mean i don't like it as in i've thought about it and I mean, obviously, this happens quite quickly these days because I write chapters and publish them in the same day a lot now. So uh, I write them and edit and publish all in one day. And they're pretty short, but I have to, as long as they're satisfying to me, I can trust that they're going to satisfy someone out there as long as they move the story forward. So I tr I have to trust that they're, that, that that's going to work. But that's all that's instinct at this point in, in a way. It's a, it's a second instinct that are, you know, built up over all this time. I mean, I know I've had books that I'm like, oh, this book is not quite there. And I still published it. And then I do fix it later because it, you know, it was all it's like, like the, my, the first novel I dictated was like that, but it's all good now. That book, I mean, to put things in perspective, that's the one where the most, the, the comparison is the most direct uh, demon scroll. Cause when I launched it in 2019, it was weak because I not edited it appropriately. And it was my first dictated novel. So I thought I'm a good writer, which I am. But I never dictated a book before. And I dictated this one in two weeks, edited it over the course of a month, and it wasn't enough. And I saw, uh, and so by the time I turned around and said, uh, this book isn't working in 2021, or no, it was 2020. I finished, I, I wrapped it up in December 2020, 2020. And after that, I mean, the mediocre reviews that were telling me like, yeah, I was right that this book wasn't ready for primetime. They went away. I mean, they didn't go away, but they stopped, a the new ones stopped appearing because I re-released it much better book now we only get five star ratings on that one for some reason and that uh, but I, it's because of confidence that i, I mean it's, it's be, i mean it made me more confident to know that i could could trust myself let me put it that way and i don't know I, this is kind of that's kind of a tangent but if your content isn't like like if your content isn't quality and you don't even like it who's gonna want who's gonna consume it you know who, who do you expect that, to consume it and and that's and that's where I go back where I said that's why I asked how serious you are, Katie, about it. Because sometimes it's just a subconscious thing too, right? Sometimes you just inside you don't really want to do it, and it has this it has this ability. Sometimes it does it does con subconsciously affect how you present it too. I did like when when the pandemic first started. The very next day, I started releasing my novel, and I realized that it wasn't enough. So what I did was I asked other authors to come and read their stuff on my show at the same time, adding a different experience to it, right? I loved, like, I think reading a story is a, can be very powerful because I look at what C.S. Lewis did during World War II with Mere Christianity, and it's like, wow, that's an amazing gift. But you have to really believe it. You really, really do, or else it just won't fly. Now, if you did, now, that, that, having said all that on the flip side, you can still do everything right, and it doesn't work. It does. Like, that is a reality. But at that point, okay, you did everything you knew how to do. It didn't work. You acknowledge this, right? You acknowledge this. You go, fair enough, right? Fair enough. It didn't work. And then you move on. You can try something else, right? And that's, that's it, right? That's all there really is to it. Yeah, and it's rough, though, because there there's so much effort put into the content you create. So there's a bit of, I think the ego you'll get, you guys might agree with me here that kind of gets hurt. And it's like, why didn't it work? I put the oh, effort yeah. in and, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yes. and now I have to oh, rethink yeah. and restructure again and find something new to put out. So th there's like a, an element that, that kind of sours you against doing something else, even though, you know, ultimately you have to keep trying if this is your goal. Have you ever heard the paradox of success? uh no i, I guess not okay know. so so maybe I, this, is from, <laughs> this, is, this is from comic book creator colleen duran check out a distant soil it's amazing everything she does is incredible but i love her distant soil she said this once and i thought i took this right i took this to heart the thing about success is it's not guaranteed you can do absolutely everything right absolutely everything and still fail 
That's just yep. the way it is. It's life is not fair. Period. Right? At the same time, at the same time, if you don't do those steps, you're guaranteed to fail. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Yep. So your job, and like, it's easier for me to do this with my art because I'm just having fun with it. But I, I really like one of the things drawing has taught me is it's not always about being good or perfect or right. The job is just to put stuff out there. Like the one thing that Tim mentioned that really impressed me is he writes and puts stuff out the same day and he just doesn't stop. Thing is, there's a there's power in that. There's a momentum that builds. And every time he's doing it, he's also getting better. Like, because he's putting stuff constantly out there. Now, not everything he does is going to work. I'm sure mm -hmm. he'll attest to that. But here's the thing. He's constantly put doing everything he knows how to do to do it right. Mm -hmm. And as a result, again, you're not going to swing perfectly. It just doesn't work that way. But what it does do, even your failures, quote unquote, your failure might lead to things down the road. Some of my biggest failures, like I did a book way back in 2006, 20, yeah, 2006. I did nothing right with that book. Absolutely nothing. I did, I was, I did absolutely nothing right. But I learned so much and everything I did from that book led somewhere. It, all of it did, just not necessarily right away. So what I will say to people is even your failures can sometimes lead to good places. Like who knows? Someone may listen to your stuff. Some of them, they can, she's got a voice for audiobooks. The next thing you know, you're making stupid money putting together an audiobook. It, it could happen. I'm not yeah, saying I, it will. And that's the reason I never delete the stuff that, yeah. that I post yeah. because it's it's there. I put the effort in. It's there. Somebody might find it mm -hmm. later onto the next thing, whatever that may be. That is funny coincidence there, Josh, because my 2006 novel, at, the, at that time, I was only writing one novel a year because mm -hmm. full disclosure, I was a student. Uh, back then, writing one novel a year, huh? Well, I, I was I was in high school. I, that was my second novel only, I think. No, no, that was number three. That was number three, I think. Okay, I can't remember. Whatever, doesn't matter. But this book was what this book was the one I took to my senior to my senior high, like uh, uh, final project or whatever that my school was requiring at the time. And I through that I met one of my best friends because the professor, the teacher, the English teacher who was the director of that program read the my read my story for some reason i forget my twin brother must have been in her class at the time so i never met her really <laughs> and then she's reading one of my stories this novel i wrote in 2006 and that's kind of how we got started with that relationship which is just like then she became my mentor and now we're just friends but it's this, this crazy like very helpful thing that the universe does you know like you said it reaches out and gives you what you need if you ask and say, putting my book out there, it got me some confidence because I never had a reader who actually liked my crap before. And at the time, I agree. And that's another example of like, it wasn't a particularly good book, especially by my standards now. I was 16. What was I going to do? <laughs> that's balls, man. Honestly. So, yeah. Well, I was 18. Oh. Yeah. So, but so this is, so this is kind of one of my life lessons. Like I put into this, everything I do now, doesn't matter what it is. Right. I always just ask myself this question. I'm okay with failing. It hurts the ego a little bit, but my ego can take a little bit of, big, of a beating. Big head, it happens, right? So here's the thing. So here's the thing. This is the question I ask myself. Did I do everything I knew how to do to get the thing done? That's it. That's all I yeah. care about. Because here's the thing. If I did everything I knew how to do right, and this was the result, I can live with that. It's when I get in my own way, that's when I'm mad. That's what pisses me off. If I fuck up on like if I if I sorry if I mess up that's okay. Yeah, if, I, if I mess if, if if I mess up if I mess up because of me, that's when I did wrong. I don't worry yeah. so much anymore about do I hit a best. I don't care. What I hear is I did everything I knew how to do to create the best product imaginable, and it will go where it needs to go. That's it. I don't care about anything else. I would like more, sure. But I also mm -hmm. am confident enough in myself that inevitably the right people will, I have faith in this, the right people will come along at the right time to get my stuff. My job is not to screw it up myself. If I can do that, yeah. I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, let's mm -hmm. let's shift focus just a little bit then because we, we talked mm -hmm. content versus, um, you know, uh, 
platformer. Thank you. <laughs> see, That's COVID okay. brain still happening. Yeah, brain fog. For content versus platform. So we see both of your approaches to this. Now let's focus in a little bit more on how do you approach structuring your episodes? How do you approach getting the people on? Who do you go after? How do you find people? Or how do people find you? Um, so that's that's interesting. At this point, I'm still I, I have the same approach when I started. I'm open to practically anybody. I just now I'm just I just get bolder and I ask for bigger stuff now. That's all I have. I again I have big head and just go, I just go for bigger stuff now, right? Uh, With great I, power comes great responsibility. Hey, listen, listen. I, listen. And you can always ask, they can say no, but exactly. Yes. That is true. That is true. Yeah, no, no. They, that's I, the worst that can happen is they say no, or maybe so they let, let me you. tell you, let me tell you a fun little or, story. Or, yeah. Let, I let, let me tell you, no or, is a scary word. I'm like, oh, but no, it's not. I, I know what no. I know. I respect <laughs> no, seriously, I respect no. If you tell me no, I respect that. You're giving me a clear cut answer, and I'm good with that. Yeah. It's when you it's when you jerk me around, it's like don't waste my time. All right, just, just give me a yes or no. I'm good with it either way. I don't. I I have no hard feelings. Just just people. Just be. Just what about be, the non-answer though? Like, let's say you I, found I, somebody I, I, you really I, wanted see, to bring I, I, on. I, I, no, no. See, I, I see. Even that, I'm perfect with that because this really? tells me. No, see, see, I. So here's my personal philosophy with everybody. I've said this before on, on to many people. People do exactly what they want. True. When they, if you see their actions, are giving you believe them. They're not like okay, cool. You don't want to comment move on i don't care who you are i right? you're like you're, the direct opposite of me like i'm don't ridicule me and you're like fuck it i'm just gonna say whatever i want and ask for whoever yeah. i want yeah, 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 no, because, <laughs> that's right because, that's why he and i get along so well yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's why that's you and i get along so well too <laughs> yeah but but, but, the th but the thing is it's just like look i'm not afraid of a no i'll give you a fun story so the aurora i won Right, that year that I, I mentioned this earlier, I got the so they so I got so while I was getting my first Aurora pin, Spider Robinson walks by. And I actually gave him his replacement Aurora pin. Now, if anyone doesn't know, Spider Robinson is a legendary science fiction author and journalist. He's amazing. I went to his Beatles concert. He actually did a Beatles like con it was freaking cool. So the next day, I was supposed to interview the guests of honor at the con. I asked, he said yes. In all fairness to him, I, he blew me off, but in all fairness to him, he was not having a good experience at the con. And I understood why to some extent. I, I got it. Now, it still was a bit of a dick, but I could I could, I could, could live. I understood at least some of where he was coming from at that, that weekend. Now, spy, I'm, I walk by and I see Spider checking out at the hotel. In my voice, like, worst he can say is no. So I go up to Spider Robinson and help him out with directions. And then he goes, would you like to come on my show? He gives me his phone number, his email. We have a, one of the coolest hour-long conversations ever. We talk about his time at the White House, his finishing Robert Hammond's book. And then I think the most amazing part of the conversation was he's talking about his, his now departed wife. It was like, it was an incredible conversation. And if I hadn't asked, it never would have happened. Mm -hmm. So it taught me. And so I've had Kelly Armstrong on my show. I asked her. I've had, like, I've had uh, 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 Jonas Saul. I asked him didn't right so i have learned that just ask who cares yeah. if they know if they give you a non-answer i had one one guess that was start like so this is where i kind of this is where i can be a bit of a prick if someone goes to me when we have agreed to do a show hey listen i can only do like a set amount of time i drop them i just mm. like i i want at least an hour of your time now at this point no, give me I an hour agree. Right. I agree there. I tell people who've mm. talked or who've emailed us about the show, our time slot is one hour. You are committed yep. to one hour. You don't have yep. a mic, can't be on. Don't have a camera, can't be on. Mm -hmm. There are hard and fast rules. Yeah. yeah. So, mm -hmm. so here's the thing. Again, going back to my philosophy, people do exactly what they want to do at all times. I will forget. I, I don't like I, grand scheme. Thing, I just don't care. If you don't want to do it, you're going to tell me and I'm going to respect your respect you. I will also call you out on it if you're being a dick. I will do it. Like I am that asshole. But that's the thing, right? I don't worry about the non-answer. I don't worry about the no. I, it's like, you know what? Just be clear. Now, if you're going to be, if you're going to be um, demanding, or you're going to wait to the last minute to tell me your little special rules, I'm just going to drop you. I don't care that much. I just don't. So mm -hmm. I have made that decision, right? So I have no fear. I 
you would be amazed at some of the people I've asked to go on the show. I have heard non-answers from, I don't care. I'll ask again. I just don't, I, I, I have no fear. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret's got an interesting one. She said, I just had a situation where I asked a person, person one, she didn't respond to the email or reminder for three weeks. So I asked person two, who said yes. And then the next day, person one said yes. <laughs> oh, it happens. That's when you have to that's when we do a group show. You were given the opportunity. Sorry, <laughs> your spot's been booked. There's yeah. another space available if you can confirm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. Right? But, but again, I don't get mad at people anymore. You do what you want, right? Here's the thing. I, I am honest enough and blunt enough to call you on it. That doesn't mean you're right. That's where you and I are, are similar because if I've confirmed a booking with somebody and they start jerking me around after that, done. We yep. can drop it. No big deal. I don't have a problem with that side of it. For some reason, I have a problem with the other side. But once once we're booked and we've got a schedule going, you screw my schedule up, you're done. Yeah, no, <laughs> note yourself. Don't I mess with the schedule. No. <laughs> don't mess with Katie's schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, again, I don't have many like cardinal sins, but the, the mm. biggest one in me is uh, so I hate I hate passive aggressiveness. I will work with you, but I, I have an asshole tax for that. And um, but number two, I don't like my time wasted. Just don't waste yeah. my time. That's it. Mm. Just, if you don't waste my time, I don't care well, what you want to do. From like, the I, other I'm being blunt. End, yeah. <laughs> yeah. From the other end, as the podcaster, when you when you scheduled somebody, you actually have to be there no matter what's going on in your life. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> you remember me having John Mayberry on, and I was yes. at the funeral. <laughs> the funeral, everybody in the family was in the other room. <laughs> For, for my brother-in-law so so wow. it just happened to you know land on that for and and but i had booked him in advance before they did this you know the, the um thing so it's like i gotta be wow. there and you don't miss, and, and if you got a guest like jonathan mayberry you don't yeah. want to miss that come on no. it's an opportunity yeah, yeah. yeah we've had him a couple oh, times that, <laughs> Ma Ma margaret if they, if they never apologize yeah that's just like, <laughs> that's how I look at it. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, seriously. <laughs> I didn't follow cancel, especially. Is it and a no show after they've confirmed so, and everything, yeah. or is it a no show like they never got the the um the schedule? Because I know lately, especially with spilling ink, I don't know why mm -hmm. Gmail has been putting our stuff into um spam folders. Oh. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I will send out emails and people won't confirm with me because it's in their spam they never saw it so in those instances i've had to kind of go all right it okay. wasn't their so, fault so, but no, it's still so, frustrating so so i have a hard and fast rule so i had a guest i'm not gonna name names because it's, it's not my business to name any person he goes to me i can't do the show my grandmother's got stage four cancer i i get that i i i'm not okay. i don't even argue like that is shit happens that i'm i'm good with i understand what's going on um right i i i am i'm am all i am all like think life happens to us all right and as long as you, you know again as long as i have an idea what's going on i'll forgive you it's not there's one person i booked in october but she was supposed to come on the show this week and she's like i can't do it because i'm, I'm sick and I, I i get it like i'm not gonna mm -hmm. hold that against somebody so what i'm so we we, just get, we reschedule it happens mm -hmm. right that's part of the gig that's part of the gig it's when you, again, there's, there's a difference between, Hey, I have a real issue versus, Hey, I, I got, I, I got these weird demands now that we are so close. No, no, no. So <laughs> you're done. I'm, I'm out. I, I, I don't care. Right. Yeah. Joe uses Facebook messenger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that also puts you in a spot where you're constantly having to grab people on a different platform. <laughs> so if you're willing to do the extra work, absolutely. If that's your style, you go for it. But, you know, for like Spilling Ink, for us, we use, you made Sorry, it, weird. We use the Google Calendar and mm -hmm. um, the messages go out and we have mm -hmm. our scheduled emails with the show links and all that go out on those specific days. So it's mm -hmm. it's kind of like if you if you agreed to the calendar invite and you're not seeing things pop up, that's on you. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So but like I said, there is there is a again, real when it is, if it's a genuine uh, thing, Josh, I I. I mean, I zoned on you on the first time you, I, I don't remember the conversation <laughs> the first time I was supposed to come on and you're like, are you ready for tonight? I'm like, what? 
Mistakes were made. I was just like, I know. <laughs> like, we did say something, didn't we? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, times of confusion is very real. You know, but it was just, I felt so bad because it, I didn't remember at all. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's not like me, Katie will tell you, I'm, you know, I'm normally pretty. We're, we're all human. We all make yeah. mistakes. I did that yeah. actually this month. I missed a guess because I, 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 I screwed up on the time zone. It was, I, mm -hmm. I don't make those mistakes very often, but it does happen. Like, again, yeah. we're all human. Right. And right. that's, and that's cool. Like, again, a genuine mistake is totally forgivable. Mm -hmm. Right. It totally is. Yeah, it's always fun when you double book and you didn't realize you double book. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing a Facebook takeover and a podcast at the same time. You were a busy lady. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, I don't ever want to do that again. And I think I did good on both. I don't know. <laughs> Margaret brings up a good point here, too. Yeah. There yes, are legitimate reasons yeah. for excused Absolutely. absences. Mm -hmm. And and you know, I think we all no we've, we've dealt with it. Our guest mm -hmm. this week, we had... A COVID yeah. emergency, so they yeah. had to back out. We understand. That's that's not the oh, negatives absolutely. we're talking about. We're talking about the deliberate not showing up, not responding, those kind mm -hmm. of things that are like, you know, you're a bad guest. We're not going to have you back. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah. I had one. I, sorry, I had one guest. I still remember her. I'm not going to name names again because I, I again I don't doesn't need to. She showed up for a stream, left the stream like ten minutes, and it's like I'm sorry, I just wasn't comfortable coming to your schedule. It's like okay, no problem. And then once we make the right, oh, oh, we got called out by Joe. <laughs> yeah, technically, I did. I did cancel on Joe. Uh, I actually don't think I have canceled on Joe a week ago. Yeah, for this last week. Yeah, I, 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 I did as well because I was like, yeah, I thought it was nine a.m. and it was actually noon, and I'm like, I'm not going to be here at noon. I, <laughs> I canceled on Joe because I had COVID. Okay, that's the only time I've canceled okay. on to my knowledge. Yeah, if I remember. So, yeah. Like, like I said, I don't think I have, but it's possible. You things happen oh like, and i also end. jumped oh, in yeah. on another of his shows and replaced it and uh, uh, another guest who didn't make it earlier so yeah. hey <laughs> right. yeah we've had guests show up hours ahead of time and then eve frantically email us going where are you and they didn't look at the time zone it happens yeah, yeah, it, it legitimately happens i had to so again i interviewed a moth from finland i really had to make sure i was i was on my game because that's that's eight hour difference right it's like Oh, I better know what the hell I'm doing here, right? Yes. Or is it like yeah. a ten-hour dinners, yeah. right? So, yeah. It, I mean, you again. You you just have to be. Um, what's the term? On top just, of it. <laughs> yeah, you really do. Yeah. It, and I've screwed oh, up. Yeah. We've all done it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. You know, it's funny though. Actually, my one of my favorite <laughs> guests. I think I'm not sure if I've had him on once or twice. I've talked to him a few times outside of the podcast, so that's why I get confused. But uh, Yadanjaya Wijaratne. I think I'm saying his name correctly. He's he's from Sri Lanka and that's where he lives and it's and he's he's a really great author science fiction hard science fiction and he uh but it's the middle of the night when I like, it's literally it's like the thirteen hour difference so it's when I'm awake he's asleep basically <laughs> and vice versa mm -hmm. luckily he's a night owl I mean it, it, like normal people I mean in Sri Lanka would be asleep when I'm awake <laughs> but he's a night owl <laughs> so it works out uh but it was it is a weird situation you know by far one of the weirdest. Uh, mm -hmm. No, the, that's the, I think that's the farthest I've gone. I mean, I've I think I've interviewed people on Australia and stuff, but it's it's different, you know. It's yeah, I I've interviewed on. Every I, I'm familiar with those time zones more, I guess. I, I've interviewed on it, people from every continent at this point, so it just it's cool. except for maybe Africa. I don't think I've interviewed anyone there, but I've interviewed pretty much everywhere else. It happens, right? I yeah. usually use yeah. It, I, I I always look at the GMTs, like I just just look. At, it's just a good way to figure it out. But yeah, like like I said. Legitimate things happen, and that's the that's the thing. And people own if people own up to it, it is so forgivable. It is absolutely forgivable. It's when they don't, and at that point, mm -hmm. it, it, it it at that point, it's just like it's like anything else in life. You do you want to be here? You'll show up, or you, or if something mm -hmm. happens, you'll you'll communicate with me. If you don't, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, right, going, back, yeah. going back to that because we we got your side, Josh, but I don't think we got Tim's side of how he seeks out his guests. Oh, I don't. I'm mean, honestly, I barely seek out my guests. Sometimes when I like, I want to do a special show, like for New Year's or whatever, I'll go and ask for. I'll go and ask a specific person or an old friend or someone like that. Uh, somebody I, I, one of my, one of my contacts that I'm aware of, like, 
Like I think like this year, I think he was Alistair Stewart was my New Year's show, no, or maybe he was my Christmas show. I forget. No, 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 he was he was Christmas, and then I had my buddy Reinhardt Suarez for uh, New Year's, and I both asked both of them specifically, but they're not. But mostly, I just get clients sent to me from publicists. So it's really easy for me because, and that and that's important because I spend all day writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all week and so i'm fried so my brain is fried and i don't have time for and often i've never spoken to the person i mean i'll, I'll communicate with them by email but i've never I, I don't have time to do any preparation for my show and that's that's my style i guess because if i did it would all go out the window anyway that's how i mm-hmm. that's how i write fiction that's how i do podcasts that can be so, a hit or miss though, simple, when you, but you have a publicist send you a list mm-hmm. of people is you, if you mm-hmm. don't look them up ahead of time, sometimes you get people that are really not fitting with your podcast. That's style. true. And that has happened. Mm-hmm. That has happened. I have gotten people on like, not going to name names, obviously, but right. But I've gotten people on. I'm like, why am I talking to this person? This is crazy. One of them actually offended me deeply. Like the content of their work offended, offended me so much. That I'm like, please don't ever send that one around again. And mm-hmm. generally that, uh, and it may not be what you think. I mean, I, I I promise you it isn't what you think. I mean, I'm not offended by any kind of fiction. Let me put it that way. <laughs> Sometimes just things about. just don't mesh well. That's yeah. all. But right. there's just like, it was it was something that's like, my personal philosophy sees this as kind of abominable. So I'm sorry. I don't think I can. It was hard enough to do that one episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm not going to do it again. And there's some people I wouldn't ask again, because like, early on I'd ask more people because I was only getting... I was getting so many people sent by the publicist, so, uh, by my, Mickey mostly. And... Uh, it was weird because I sometimes I get people who are like, "Wow, you cannot, you, you can't hold a conversation." I mean, at least I can't hold a conversation with you. It does it's just not a good matchup, and that happens. You know, I mean, I, at least for me, I'm such a. I, I thought I could talk to anybody. I learned to, to talk to nerds at conventions, and I thought it was a lot. And I just think it's a ton of fun. Uh, I, not not to characterize all authors as nerds, but hey, the vast majority of us kind of fit that description to some degree or other. Um, but it's. But if I get somebody who's not a talker, that's tough. Yeah. And if I get someone who talks too much, I'm probably not going to ask them back because I like to get my words into. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like, or if I ask them back, I'm going to okay make a note. I don't have to do any prep for this one. I don't even think about it because they're going to run me over every time. This great author on uh, who's I'm a big fan of, uh, and I can say her name because this was actually a really good podcast. Rachel Aaron of uh, Nice Dragons finished last. The Eli Mon Press books. She's she's great. Oh, and two K to ten K, which was the reason I wanted to talk to her in the first place. Which is a nice slow how to write t- ten thousand words in a day, basically going from writing two K to ten K. Wow. Okay. And uh, so, but she's also quite a talker, which I did not know because I'd never heard her talk before. <laughs> and that and then and then suddenly it's just well, I heard her on a few other podcasts, but then suddenly it's just bam, just, this conversation is over. This is not a conversation. This is. Her talking, maybe she should have a podcast. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I think she'd do good, do well with that. But it was, it was a lot of fun. But it was a very unusual show for me. You know, also kind of, it's also kind of like, honestly, being on a show with Josh. You know, if I, if I don't get, if, if we're not passing around the turn, the, the talking stick, sometimes it's tough <laughs> to, to get a word. In there. But hey, that's fine. I mean, that's talkers for you, and it's a good time regardless. Yeah. So. I'm at that point because I've done so many interviews. There's mm-hmm. almost no one I can't talk to. I had a mm-hmm. guest like last week, Louis Bravo. He doesn't like to talk much. He prefers just to draw covers, right? We still mm-hmm. had a fun conversation because again, he was he was just for him. I've dealt with I've dealt with illustrators who are just naturally quiet people. That's it. That's just who they are. There's nothing wrong with that. He knew he needed to do an interview just to get comfortable and and able to do some things right and, that, and so i was a good interview for him because the other thing the other big skill an interviewer has to do is it has to do eventually is you have to learn to carry a conversation with quiet people if you get one That's quiet doesn't necessarily deal. mean it's a bad interview either it just True. means that they just it's not their first language sometimes it's just they would prefer to express themselves in other ways that's not a crime you just have to be you have to recognize when you go into those interviews that you're going to be the one carrying the conversation 
Absolutely. And you got to pull things out of them in a way that makes well, them comfortable. You, you, yeah, it, you, you ha it, it takes time. They do break, they do thaw out usually as the interview progresses too. So you can actually take more of a backseat as time goes on. The big secret there is you've got to be, um, you've got to be willing to make them comfortable. Just whatever the case. There is a friend of mine. She's a Tonka poet. She doesn't, she just she likes Tonka. She does poetry that way. She doesn't talk much. She just, it's not mm. her thing. But, but I ended up getting her to talk about her dreams of Cthulhu. That's a pretty cool thing to pull out of conversation, <laughs> right? So that's my, that's the thing, right? Everybody's got an interesting story. As an interviewer, you have to recognize when the person needs to talk and when you need to, and you need to listen and when you need to talk to make them comfortable. Again, mm -hmm. I've done a lot of interviews. This is not an overnight skill, right? You do, it's something you learn as you go. But if you can, again, it's, it's about, that's it. Like you make people comfortable, then you'll get more out of them. But sometimes, again, it's not their first language. And I mean, what I mean by that is, they rather draw a cover. They rather perform a song. They rather, or heck, not their first. Their first language is Finnish, so it's just <laughs> like, like so again. You just it's it's just about having exercising a little patience. You do mm -hmm. that, you'll get. You can even with quiet people, you can get an amazing conversation. It may not be as long as some interviews, mm. but it doesn't have to be either, right? Yeah, good point. True. That's a really good point. I mean, the and obviously you, you, all of you. I mean, doing an hour long show that's that that's probably tougher for some people than uh, a lot of us. I mean, I only do a half hour show, or and so, and I can cut mine short to twenty minutes, as short as twenty minutes if I feel the need, or if I feel like the conversation's over. Or sometimes there's just stuff going on, you know. But usually it's effortless to get to thirty minutes after you know not very long, and. I don't know. I mean, obviously, my show is a casual conversation. I don't consider it even an interview show anymore, but it started out as much more of an interview. And I stopped doing that because it wasn't as much fun. Obviously, everything I do is motivated by how much fun I'm having. So it's that simple yes. for me. That's yeah. exactly yeah. It's, why we, we don't do the interview style either. It's, it's so yeah. much better when you can get a conversation going. And, and it actually disarms people a lot when you can mm -hmm. get into conversation rather than asking a direct question. Because those people who have stage fright or who aren't talkers freeze up when they're asked that direct question. Yeah. Can, can, can I, sorry, I just would say like what I've learned about direct questions is they're the shorter the show, the better mm. the direct questions are. Cause you don't oh, have the time. You don't have the time to do that thing. But the longer your show is, the less natural those questions sound. That's what right. I mean. mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. If you're doing bullet points and everybody has to answer, I've been on shows where people, you know, I've been a guest on shows where people have to, they would always answer, you know, you're always, everyone's asked a bulleted list of basically like six or seven questions right at the beginning. And then there's some stuff about your book and then you're done. Yeah. And that's frustrating to me. I don't, I don't enjoy doing those that much. I, I know some why people are going to like though. it, but it's, I, I'm not just here to get my, my beyond record or something. Like that's not why I go on a podcast. <laughs> talking points, man. Talking points. It's <laughs> also not why I do. I mean, it's funny yeah. because, yeah, it's funny because there's no, I mean, is this fun for people? Do people enjoy listening to this? I guess some people do. They feel like they learned something maybe. to add to, an, in, in, to a trivia catalog or something, maybe, but know. not something but, they're gonna, but, that would entertain me. I don't know. But, but well, the thing in is some ways, I think they're doing it for the structure. If you bring a bunch mm -hmm. of people on, you've got to kind of, you know, it's herding cats. You've got to find the way to get everybody on the same page and doing the, the same thing within your limited amount of time. So I, I get it fair. from I mean, the I, these, standpoint. These shows were only, only, I was the only guest on, just so I'm clear. Right. Oh, no. If you're the only guest, yeah. that It was that weird. Becomes... Like, there was no room to play. Yeah, there's like the, sta <laughs> the, the cookie cutter. Yep. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's, that, it's, that, if it's know. 10 minutes, if it's a 10-minute interview... That's the only time that's acceptable. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. well, That's it. it. Because again, if you don't have that much time, then okay, fine, I get it. But yeah, um, yeah Anita goes for the books rather than the author. Yeah, yeah. authors totally. are so much better at talking about their books. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm pretty bad at talking about my books. I don't have much practice doing it. To be but honest, but are you better at talking about your books or your person? Oh, my person, definitely. 
Really? Oh, say that. Again. Yeah, I mean, I I, I love I'm that. I, weirdly, I could talk. I mean, I could talk about myself forever. I guess that's because I'm kind of narcissistic. <laughs> but I can't. But talking about my books is tougher because I'm I'm not as because I mean I'm very close to them, but I'm not as I don't understand them the way I mean the way I do myself at this point. You know. <laughs> well, 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 that's the thing. I, that, that's what I, like Jane was one of my favorite guests last year because like it, it was so nice to be someone that just like you doesn't care. Let's just go where we want to go, right? And that, and that was that was, <laughs> that was such a blast. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> we'll go wherever you want. Okay, that's that. That makes it really easy, right? And then but, that rolls, right? <laughs> well, no, I, I, I you, 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 you're still, you're still incredibly spirited. That's why I love it, of you. So it's like. Yes, I I I left him speechless. <laughs> That's hard to do. That is really hard to do. You get a gold star for that. Yeah, geez. Yeah, no, he, 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 she's done it a couple times. It's just like wow. But but the way but here's the thing. But here's the thing. The reason why she can do it, she doesn't give a crap, and that's wonderful. So sometimes she'll even hit me. And I'm like, whoa, I did not expect that. Awesome. I don't have a response, right? Because if I, if I, if sometimes it's like, if, what, what, what can I say? Like, what can I say, right? Yes. That's why I love interviewing her too, because it's just like, she can do that to me. Right? It's a joy. <laughs> Sorry. That's fun though. I get it. That's one of the, I mean, one of the things I enjoy about, was when, at the beginning of my show, I have to tell, I remind the guests always, I have an explicit tag in case you want to use it. For that, for the kind of things that make you, you know, maybe if you're surprised or something. I mean, I don't know. Most of that, most of the time, they're like, "No, nah, I don't need to swear." But it's very funny to me that I mean, I have to mention it just in general because you know, going down the list at the beginning if they're new to the show, and uh, it's how I warm up too. It's like, okay, let's let's do. I do my bulleted list before the recording even begins. That's generally how I roll. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, you have like the seven dirty words list. <laughs> no, I just do. I just do. There's like two things. I just tell them the basics of the show, just so everyone, so they know where we okay. are. But that, I mean, it's just okay. Explicit tag, casual conversation, about thirty minutes. Go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, and I'm going to ask you one question to start with, and then we're going to go from there. That's <laughs> basically how it rolls. And we kind of generally before the show, we go, okay, what do we want to talk about, guys? Mm -hmm. Because rather than give our guests, you know, the hard and fast list of here's the topics, we want our guests to tell us what they're most interested in talking about. Because yeah. if they're leading with their interest, they're going to be more engaged with the show. Absolutely. And, and it's fun. It, mm -hmm. You know, it's fun to see what other people, you know, what the ideas come into their heads. Because sometimes we're just like. I know, I know I'm a little late with this, but like I probably should have start, I probably should have started that I'm interested in squid people, but you know, never mind. See, there you go. We could have gone in the direction. Oh, no, no, no. So Tim, do you mind to say what we talked about on the show? We're, we're, we're probably. Well, no, nah, it's already public. You know, you might as well. Yeah. So we came up with, so again, uh, a friend of mine had died like, like the day of, I, I told Tim, listen, let's just, let's just do something happy. I need something kind of cool. So we just went off the deep end we ended up going we ended up agreeing on doing a really on purpose 24-hour comic that's going to be deliberately bad right <laughs> i can't draw right. you're, you're still new at it <laughs> let's see how this goes exactly so so but, but the thing is we even came up with a story structure it ends mm -hmm. with squid queen I, i'm just going to tell you right, right yeah, yeah we have no spoilers right now no big spoilers but yeah, yeah but we're not working but we came up with a story structure that's going to work it's going to work with both of our limitations perfectly Yes. It doesn't have to be good, and it's going to be wonderful. <laughs> but I find I actually find that uh, this is one thing I want to add, though. It, it goes back to the content creation part of things. But yep. I find that if you do something and you think it's too much or it's too bad or it's something, but you like it, that's the stuff I get the most positive response on with my mm -hmm. books. I mean, there is stuff in there that is like, like the, it was too personal. Like I'm, I'm embarrassed to release this, and I don't even write stuff that's. Uh, you know, risque most of the time. At least I don't think I do. But every, for some reason, every series, every fantasy series I have involves uh, uh, stuff that is best left unmentioned. But I mean, I see, I'm embarrassed to talk about it. I can write a book about it, but eventually there's tentacles involved. Let's put it, that, let's leave that the rest okay. of your imagination. <laughs> and sometimes okay. it's right away and sometimes it takes a while, but eventually there are tentacles. Okay. And people anyway. respond to that apparently. But, but 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 you know, something he said, I'm just going to reflect on. This goes back full circle. 
if you feel something with what your content is, other people are going to feel it too. That's mm -hmm. the way. If yeah. you can laugh at your own terrible jokes, somebody else will laugh at their own terrible jokes. So if you can, if you feel like, oh my God, this is terrible, somebody else is going to feel that too. It's, it's, it's just, there's something about what we put on the page that we feel that translates. So yeah. that's, a, that's a very important thing. And, and this, this doesn't just apply to the written word. It applies to everything we do. Mm -hmm. If you're generally enthusiastic about something, other people will be enthusiastic. If you're generally inspired, there's other people are going to be inspired. Human, human connection is not that hard in one sense, in the sense that we all feel the same things on some level. It's just finding those specific people that kind of feel like you do. It's that's those, the it's at, at the risk of jumping at the last second here, it's those it's the mirror neurons. You know, it's the stuff mm -hmm. that, like you see somebody somebody doing something, you think, oh, that could be fun, or you know, or you feel like you're doing it yourself. That's one part of it. But then also the but but it applies, but more directly, it's oh, they're having fun. I'm having fun. They're doing something cool. I'm doing something cool is the vibe. Ah, yes. I'll vouch for that. <laughs> I assume those tentacles are eating people or something, like in probably whatever, like the trail on House <laughs> of the Hill. Um that was a fun one. But anyway, uh it's uh you know that you're giving people license to agree with you kind of by putting out a piece of work, mm -hmm. whether it's a podcast or a, a, yeah. a piece of fiction or, I mean, they can disagree, but that's actually less likely because people <laughs> are downright friendly when you think about it. And um, in terms right. of if they're, if they're giving you their time, they're giving you a chance. They want you to succeed in a weird way. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in, in the most basic way, it's like they, they, they're, they're gambling on you succeeding. So they will have a good time and investment is a powerful bias. So, Eventually, even even if they don't think they would like something, they'll like it if they like like if book three of the fantasy series, there's suddenly a giant walking castle with uh, tentacles involved. Well, the people are going to like that for because they've already read two other books and they know they like it like my books, you know that kind of thing. Let, let me give you probably the best marketing story I had because again, going back to the book, I did everything wrong at my very first <laughs> book signing, but I learned probably the most valuable lesson in marketing I've ever learned was in this book signing. I did everything wrong. On top of that, the store was located in this like isolated place. No one could see the store. So this is what I did. I had the I had the owner, the owner's son had a printer. I printed out giant arrows and I taped them to the sidewalk. Oh. You know, do you know what happened? People followed it. Lots of people were just curious where it went. They kind of wanted to know. I learned one of the most valuable lessons of marketing, period. Try to sell someone a product and like, uh, but you know, just like, oh no, I don't want to do that. But get them to play, give them permission to have mm -hmm. fun. You got them. That's why, I, like, one of my uh, things I did at When Words Collide is I did the Dr. Seuss stuff. Do you know what I did? I got people to read Dr. Seuss in as many silly ways as possible. It's my easiest panel to do. It is so freaking easy to do for me because all I'm there to is to basically give people a license to have fun. The thing fills up every time I do it now because I'm giving people permission to goof off. Yeah. Right. Ooh. Once you, if you can give people permission to play, to feel something, people will do it. Mm -hmm. I learned that way back in my first sign, which was an abysmal failure. And I'm taking the full blame on it. It's my fault. But even in like going back to something I said earlier, your failures can lead to successes too. It's what you learn from it. And what I learned in my first book more than anything else, the biggest lesson I learned from my first book. One, you gotta yell, get scream, here I am. But the other thing you gotta do is you gotta make it fun. Because if you make it fun, people will have fun with it too. And sometimes fun is not what you'd expect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Well, those are some good parting thoughts. We have hit our hour mark. So we're gonna have to say goodbye for this week. But before we do, I want you guys to tell everyone where to find you. We will, of course, always put your links in the show notes. So we're going to start with Tim. Where can people find you? Well, it's on the screen, timnederwriter.com slash serialized-fiction. That's my website. You'll find all 10 serial stories that I'm writing in weekly on that page. That's the best place to go. You can all, you can also find a link on that same page. It'll take you to the podcast <laughs> at mentalsellerpublications.com. And that's, right. that's awesome. me in a nutshell. As for, me, as for me, ladies and gentlemen, just Josh and the podcast is available on practically any audio platform you want, right? There, it's everywhere. It's like a plague; it won't go away. Go watch the show, <laughs> right? It, it, right? It, 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 go watch the show, 
or listen to the show. You can watch the show on Twitch, twitch.tv slash just joshing podcast, or you can go to any of the platforms and listen to it, right? You watch it. There's some cool drink and draws and stuff like that on Twitch. I definitely encourage people to see it. One of Jane's interviews is up there. If you want to see her, watch find find a real like like mistake in one of her book covers, like live <laughs> on the air. It was great. Yes. It's a wonderful. Like I actually still have to clip the dang thing because it was so good. But here's here's the thing, right? You can watch. You can listen to it. Finally, my book Alice One is Alice in Wonderland is Greek mythology. Alice is Pandora. Alice chases the Queen of Hearts over the edge of the world and ends up in the Greek underworld, where to escape she must play Jason of the Argonauts, a game of croquet. In this underworld labyrinth, Alice and company face gods, monsters, and perhaps the most terrifying thing of all, themselves. It's available exclusively on Amazon right now. Come check it out. I thought you were going to say blurbs when you said the most terrifying thing of all. I forgot that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, thank you, guys. You have been wonderful. As always, we love you having you on here, and we will definitely be checking in with you again soon. Uh, as for us, we will be back. I don't know if we're back next week or the week after, but uh, when we do come back, you know, as always, we're going to find somebody fun to talk with and uh, bring you some new perspectives. Till then, see you guys later. Battle of the podcasting.